So, John. Yes. As I told you, I finally got my hands on a Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. Yes, you did. You told me you told me that the other day and I sent out doves of jubilation. <laughs> yep, as as is tradition, as is custom. Like every part of it was perfect. Got uh delicious fluffy buns. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sauce that is actually hot. Yeah, a little bit it of actually heat. had a little bit of heat uh, and but it, but it wasn't like weird it didn't taste like didn't smell like a foot it didn't like have a, a mm-hmm. like a really heavy mayonnaise-ness to it it was just like a nice hot sauce and then the chicken was pillowy soft all the way through but on the outside that crunch was persistent the entire time and it never went away it's like a magical uh crunch shield against sogginess I, i'm just like the whole way through see i don't know exactly because i've had all the other ones because i i was very covetous and envious of people who were able to get the popeye's chicken sandwich when it was came out look you can go play with them other imitators them other fried chicken sandwich haters but if you're gonna pick if you gotta draw the line and i'm glad you finally got your hands on one (laughs) It's the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Anyone who wants to say, oh, I'm going to go to Bojangles. I'm going to go to fucking Bojangles. We ain't got one out here, but we got Popeye's, and that shit is delish. Yeah. Have you tried their fish sandwich? Yes, I have. Is it good? It tastes like fish. Okay. <laughs> Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty live. Shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Saga. Usually this is where one of us would say some rather pithy things in a voice, maybe not, while expertly incorporating our episode subject matter into the very intro that we handcraft on a weekly basis. Well, in honor of daylight savings time, I'm not doing any of that. Instead, we are going to chill. Cast? Talking about pop culture things, and including giving a wrap-up and rundown of the new Obi-Wan teaser trailer. And we'll see if any of our Babe Ruth predictions for this limited series will pay out. I'm John, internally wanting daylight savings time to remain in the fallback category. And I'm joined by Forrest, who I would hope would also be in the fallback camp, but knowing him is probably a spring forward kind of dude. So Forrest, (laughs) what is it? Fallback or spring forward? Well, uh, you know, I think that's a co- kind of a complicated answer because mm-hmm. back when I was a, a Californianite, as they are called, <laughs> as they are called, um, uh, I was very much in the fallback um, uh, category because you know California, there's like slightly cold season, and the rest of it is just a uh like a a golden colored wonderland of wonderful weather and mm. uh so i i was very much in the the, the fallback 
category. Uh, but up here, up in the, the frozen north, in the PNW, I'm saying, give me that extra hour of sunlight. I need it. <laughs> it's so dark all the time or gloomy. So you're saying I should probably move up there then? Yeah. <laughs> because, like, that's what I want. I want. I want the dank. I want the gloom. Oh, my God. If you want the dank... Then you mm-hmm. gotta get up here. Like you can't have you can't put a sidewalk down without it like starting to grow moss around here. It is oh, just a damp nice. all the time. That sounds nice. Yeah. Like, I bet you it smells good too. Like that real mossy damp yes. type of cement always uh swept with fog and you know, uh, just just the internal dank of it turning dark at three PM. Oh, absolutely! Oh, that sounds yes. pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the, the weather does fit. Uh, I, I like it. I, I like it quite a bit, to be totally honest. I don't mind the sogginess of it. I went through the winter where there was like a week of being mildly inconvenienced by a bunch of snow, but uh, in general, uh, you know, it wasn't that bad. And I'm sure because of. Uh, the fact that the the planet is heating up or whatever, uh, I'm sure it'll just continue to get more like California <laughs> the uh, years ahead. So, yeah, you better move up. You know, just because. Here's the thing. Mm. California is only sometimes on fire now, but I am yep. thinking it'll probably be a kind of a all year round thing in not too long. I mean, potentially, but you know. Hearing about how far you had to go for a Popeye's chicken sandwich, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, like, there's they're... one like seven minutes away from me right now. Now, see, then in that, I think that changes everything. Now right. you can't. Move. Okay, so I'll just remain in the fallback camp. You can stay, like I knew you would, in the spring forward camp, <laughs> and you know we'll just agree to disagree. Other than maybe someone should just pick a side and stick with it. Yeah, well, uh, you know the uh, I heard from someone the other day uh, that uh, daylight savings time was uh, was invented to conserve energy uh, during the Second World War. Uh-huh. Uh, don't quote me on that, but that's what I heard. And uh, and if that's the case, then I think right now is a good time to get on team daylight savings time. Because uh, you know, there's at least a possibility of a of another thing happening. <laughs> another well, a WW the sequel. Well, no, it would be the. I mean, I guess yes, it would be a sequel, and hopefully, yes. the one trilogy that no one should want. Sorry, um, the threequel. I guess if you're if we're being cute about it. Well, I mean, I guess you might as well try to make uh, lemonades out of bullshit um, <laughs> yep. yeah so there you go but uh i don't know i just i don't care keep it in spring forward mode the whole time or make it fall back the whole time just someone pick something all i know is this is always the toughest sunday for me and it remains this way until we get to the fallback day. 
So you never adapt. You never, never adapt to the the daylight savings time. You're just like never. No, uh, I'm just like <laughs> like my already grumpiness is even grumpier from March to November. Okay. Like yeah. I'm just like, oh, why is this the case? My heart hurts. My brain hurts. I'm not sleeping right. Everyone's everyone's craggy everyone's tired everyone's this and i just like i just wanted to like stop and i figure maybe it was a few years of being stuck in this mode maybe i'd get used to it but by the time i finally start adapting now we're going right back to it no <laughs> so then like november wow. to march Ooh, oh that's the boy. best time for john it's all dank and dark and i can sleep it's ooh. <laughs> yeah sorry well, reminiscing hold on uh, <laughs> already miss it already miss it where have you gone that hour in the morning <laughs> wish you didn't do that while i was trying to drink my mango mule oh mango nice mule. a mango mule I'm having a seven up zero sugar. When I oh, reach I'm for sorry. a <laughs> when I want a citrus inspired soda and I want it to to have a chemical glowing chemical aftertaste, I reach for seven up zero sugar. We used yeah. to call it seven up zero, but no one got it. Well, people were like, What does the zero mean? Does it just mean it's water? Is there no seven up in there? Oh, that'd be great. You just open it up and just nothing's in there. Just hollow Wait. cans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Because yeah. then you would just be like, hmm, fun. I bought a, a a fun art project that somebody, a fun art installation, a, a, like a modern art installation that someone did. Because that's really what you are putting in your body. You know, when you drink those sodas, it's really nothing. So that's. That's what I focused on in when I made this piece. I'm very proud of it. Why can't they make the lemon lime diet sodas taste just the same as the regular ones? Yeah, they got it. They they got it pretty well done with uh with Coke, but uh with and the like, old with the old seven up, it's it's a weird it's a weird end result. Do you think it's like the lack of brown? Yeah, the right, brown, like, the brown really like smooths over all the rough edges, right? You know, all like the weird cloying chemical, uh, aspartame, whatever uh, that you're tasting. That's like covered up by the brown. Uh, versus, you know, like you know, like even like Dr Pepper, like Diet Dr Pepper tastes freakingly like just regular Dr Pepper. Yeah, like Diet, Diet Dr Pepper has got it down. That's, I mean, you know. It's Dr. Pepper. So you've got to trust the doctor. I mean, do you think it's like, because they only need to remove one of the 23 ingredients? <laughs> the other ingredients are doing a lot of heavy lifting there. That's not what you, you just don't think about it. But yeah, there's, like, yeah, there's all those different like spices and various cocaines and what have you. Yeah, you know, the prune juice, the, you know, the gerbil scrotes or whatever. Sure, is that, that seems like, I don't know, that seems like that would be tough to harvest, and I just don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe, like, a a little goes a long way. Oh, yeah, just a little essence of. Like, one, 
whole vat, you're covered. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. That's what it's seven up. So you're like you. I mean, not seven up. Uh, Doctor Pepper's. You, but you like Doctor Pepper. Is that die Doctor Pepper? Yeah, and regular yeah. Doctor Pepper. Obviously, I prefer the the full PhD doctor. But if I'm gonna do diet soda, diet Doctor Pepper is pretty good. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, they don't work as at as prestigious of a hospital, but they they're still you know they're still in the Pepper family, so. I mean, they took enough time to go to school versus like Mr. Pip, who took no time to go to school and makes an <laughs> inferior product. <laughs> Mr. Pip does a lot of research online and has come to a lot of his own conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> he, he spent 15 minutes researching this uh this this whole business online and he's got he's got opinions and he thinks for himself you know so he's out there thinking for himself and he's making his inferior soda and if you ask him he'll just tell you to do your own research yeah yeah you mm-hmm. know think critically all right <laughs> Qu- <laughs> quoth mr pib Oh, oh man, yeah, this is a spicy chill cast. If I uh, heard one, <laughs> yep. yeah, we're already, already off on, to a, a hot start. Yeah, we've already taken on Big Soda. No oh, man, I mean, we took on Big Soda uh, with our uh, with our revolutionary and quite, um, I would say, controversial stance on Fresca because that's you know Fresca is one of the is a spawn of one of the big ones. I think it's owned by Coke, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Can't be right all the time. Yeah. So I mean, like, we were already, we were already, uh, you know, we were already David's to their Goliath, um, and I guess we're just entrenching ourselves in that, um, in 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 that war of words, uh, even more. Yeah. Well, you know who else I'm about to piss off. Um, let me take a guess. Let me take, take a, a guess. Little... Okay, I'll take a guess. Um, I'm going to say Dame Judy Dench. No. She's like England and uh and like US is like sweetheart. No, not Dame Duty Gents. Dench Gents, jeez. Uh, Duty Gents. Mango... <laughs> too much mango mule. Yeah, um, well, it's it's a bizarro Judy Dench, and uh, who's not very good. Uh, who's not an incredible actor and a one, uh, seemingly wonderful person, um, on because Bizarro rules, which you're aware of, I'm sure. Of course, of course, of course. No, no, I'm gonna tick off Amazon. Okay, that's oh, right. What, you've got some. Beef. <laughs> Seems like pretty low hanging fruit to have uh, beef with Amazon these days, but. <laughs> Well, Let's see what uh, you got. Well, in one of our recent pull list episodes, I, uh, uh, you know, canceled my cam- comicsology. Uh, very dramatically. Mm-hmm, very yes. dramatically. It was it was painful, but I had to do it. Yes, I you had a bone to, to pick with them, and you, you canceled it. Yes, and uh, yeah, I spoke with my pocketbook, and then I found out that uh, comicsology co-founder David Steinberger. Has announced that he's stepping down as CEO of the company after 15 years. Wow. So I was like, great. He's on board with me. He doesn't like any of this stuff, right? They, they changed the app, made it worse. 
You go, David. Nope. He's got a new role within Amazon. And he said it was too good of an opportunity not to take. Okay. You think they working on Comixology Part Two? Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh well, damn, that sucks. Like, yeah, you may so, like us. It's a mea copa to me. I'll I'll come back. But right, you're not boycotting it forever. They just, just need to make it good. Just make it work. Just make it work. Yeah, normally I wouldn't care about such things, but now you know. As I'm getting older, I seem to care a lot more about like yeah. this. So just you're just it, on notice. I'm a, this I'm is our version of standing on the porch and and yelling at people get to get off our lawn. Exactly. Neither one of us can afford an actual porch. So. No, or lawn. lawn. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. True, man. What I would do with a lawn? I'd be throwing pamphlets and. Oh yeah. I'd have all sorts of signs telling you what to do. Like, you yeah. know, stay off my lawn. No, you know, you, your dog poops here. I'll, uh, you know, throw poop, his poop, poop back on at your you. dog. Yeah, poop on your dog, you know, don't like just a bunch of angry, you know, old yep. political signs. Oh, it'd be dope. Oh, yeah. But I can't do that. So I got this. So there you go, Amazon. Get your stuff together. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, uh, I think they heard the message loud and clear. Perfect. I'm glad I'm finally able to use this platform for something good. <laughs> good. Uh, so I think there was something else you wanted to talk about as well. Yeah. So, you know, we uh, had our, uh, I'm just going to assume because I haven't looked at the analytics, wildly successful uh, top 11 Batman live action movies episode. Mm-hmm. That's uh, true. Last week. And, you know, we talked about the uh, movie, The Batman. And then we were talking about how they're going to have, um, you know, like a Gotham PD episode, but apparently that's got changed due to creative series uh, differences. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, so like originally they were going to do a Gotham PD series that was going to take, uh, take place one year prior to the Batman's arrival. And it was going to follow like a um, corrupt Gotham cop as he tries to, you know, write himself or something. I don't know if it's going to be similar to the shield or, you know, whatever they're going to do or how it would go. But it was going to involve Gordon would have been real cool. And then all of a sudden it's not happening. And they're instead doing like an Arkham Asylum spinoff. Yeah, so let's uh, <laughs> see. That was interesting news. I'm sad because I really like uh, that Gordon the from mm -hmm. the Batman, and I would love to see him in his like really flesh out that character in his own series. Uh, and it would be uh, it just sounded like a fun show to me. But uh, I'm a little I'm excited, cautiously optimistic about this uh, Arkham Asylum show. I do worry though that you know the the batman has done very well for uh for dc and so i imagine and uh, they will be and uh, they will be making more the batmans uh in in short order um 
So I think it, with that on the horizon, you're going to run into a very CW problem with this with the show where you can't do like marquee villains because they don't want to like do like set something up that they will later be like, ah, damn. Ah, right. Boy. Yeah. That's, that's what I was actually going to ask you. So originally I thought maybe they were like, Hey, we're not going to do a Gotham city, uh, police department show because we did one. No one liked it right. or they liked it enough for a few seasons, but then we had to cancel it. Mm-hmm. So, so I originally thought it was that, but then I thought about it more and they're like, well, what if there's no one of note in the show? So I can see this being like a very Warner move to be like, well, we got to know people. So people need to know who's on the show. So then I can see that pivot to Arkham. But now I'm worried like, yeah, who are you getting at Arkham? Right? Yeah. Cause like, are we getting condiment King at, at uh, Arkham? Uh, kite man, uh, crazy quilt. <laughs> yep. And you can't like, well, I guess you could do this universe's version of polka dot man, but uh, I would probably stay out of the shadow of that very cool portrayal from the suicide squad. Exactly. So then who do you like killer croc? Like who, who do you put in a show like this? That could be as interesting because obviously you're looking for, you know, your Riddlers. Yeah. Dano's not coming back for one episode of a, of a Arkham show. He's not going to, I mean, maybe he makes a cameo. Or maybe yeah. they have someone wearing the, <laughs> maybe he puts on the Riddler mask <laughs> and, uh, and they just like, they do sound like, or they have Paul Dano come in for a couple lines or something, like, but trust me, I am the Riddler. <laughs> and it's just like some dude in the back. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what this does. So I'm now not optimistic for this i'll be pleasantly surprised if it's decent because i'm i'm worried that it just feels like nah 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 you gotta you gotta justice league this thing up you just gotta throw as many different people in it as possible because that's what the people want yeah because they're they're not gonna want to like villains that they may use in the future there's nowhere they're they're going to be on the table so that leaves like there's the, like, who is interesting left, to your point? Are you going to get Man Bat in there? Like, oh. Mr. Freeze is not... Sh- I mean, Man Bat would be cool, right? But Mr. Freeze is not going to show up. And then, so are you... Like, do you got Calendar Man? Do you got... Yeah, well, you know, Calendar Man, that could be kind of creepy. Like, if you were to kind of maybe do it like an Unsolved Mysteries, mm. where, like, you kind of learn about these characters... So then that way, if they do show up, maybe, like, or hint at them. Like, do you think, like, this is some sort of weird way of them creating not just, like, a DC, like, you, but more like that connective tissue that, like, Disney Plus now has between their Marvel TV shows and their Marvel movies? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I I would say that I don't trust DC to... (laughs) to do that as much as i trust marvel i don't know if that is a good idea but i think it might it could be a way that you could introduce stuff that you could then pay off in the movie 
But I think it'll be more like, you know, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we get, like, the big villain is the Flag Smashers. And you're probably not going to see the Flag Smashers in a movie ever. So that's kind of like, they kind of played it safe, I think, with a a enemy, a version of an enemy you've heard of before from the comics, but not one that you would imagine showing up in a in a big movie because they, you know, they're just not the A-list type villain. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I think maybe you're right because I'm just when I when I saw the news and it was just kind of like, yeah, we're not going to be doing that anymore. It's just like, oh, so the one thing that makes a lot more logical sense in TV form, any sort of show form is now being kind of like pushed together for like this, like all, I I almost feel like some sort of like parade of stars for Arkham Asylum, but like, yeah, you're getting at least (laughs) D-list, you know, DC, like Batman characters. I mean, you could do something pretty cool. There is some enough sort of D or C-list characters that are interesting that you probably wouldn't ever see in a movie, but you could imagine making cameos. Like, yeah, you probably put Scarecrow in them as like your highest profile because like he is also a doctor. And so that's a very interesting dynamic you could have in uh, on your show about Arkham. And then like what you probably have, Who would be another great addition to that? I mean, Hugo Strange, maybe another Doctor, because oh, know. sure, yeah, and he's probably running the place at the, or at least some sort of involvement. Yeah, maybe prior involvement, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you seed uh, the things that I definitely hope they stay away from is like trying to seed like a Harley Quinn or. You know, like even a Robin in this, you know, type yeah. of thing. Like, I, stay away from that for. Yeah, I would yeah. just leave Batman out of it. Like, don't even have him do like you know, just have like the sound of the Batmobile peeling out before you introduce another <laughs> another villain. Condiment King just sitting on the the porch with a sign around, like here's you know, put this hot dog on ice or something like that. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so but I'd love to go. see like, I'd love to see Ventriloquist. I think oh, that's yeah. a character that would be pretty cool to have on a show like this. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I guess if we're not getting like you know the top of the pops, we might as well get like the weirdos. To your point, that you wouldn't have in a movie, though. Scarecrow, even the you know the Nolan's one had scarecrow i think scarecrow could actually carry a movie by himself yeah i think scarecrow is interesting i just think that it's so recent that they just stay away from it for that reason and if that's the case then maybe you can put him on the show clock king oh yeah that's true That that dude just likes being on time (laughs) yeah. <laughs> you could always that could always be his thing you're late Clarice <laughs> why did we have a character named Clarice on this show it seems like that's all people will be thinking about and then yeah, yeah we chose poorly we did a bad job I 
I don't. Uh, maybe they have Killer Croc on the show, but it seems too expensive from a makeup and or CG standpoint. So maybe they have just a room that has Killer Croc in it. Like, yeah, with your... just Rawr! yeah, <laughs> glowing eyes. Yeah, yep. maybe just a couple, you know, little uh, tap lights that they walk by the, <laughs> the window. You yeah. see some. Yeah, you just see uh, like some just some hints of him. Yeah. Um, so there, there's some. There's some potential there for some interesting stuff, but yeah, I just I wonder what, because I think I thought that it would be great to have like Gordon be a secondary character as he was in the movie, uh, still a great character, but uh, definitely one that doesn't get as much screen time as Batman, uh, which makes sense, good the Batman after all, but uh, I thought it would be great then if you had a TV show companion to it where you could flesh out that character and then the next movie would he the where he was in it you would ha- have so much more attachment and uh, background for that version of Gordon. I thought that was going to be really fun. So it's kind of like, I don't know what they'll do with it. I hope it's good, but I'm not, I'm a little, I got a little, my, my, uh, my baddie sense. I can't, I don't want to say spidey sense, right? Wrong universe, but my baddie sense is tingling a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I got a little nervous when I read that news. I thought I'd, uh, I thought I'd bring it up. Yeah. I just, I, just a little it, nervous. It's interesting. It's interesting stuff. But do you want to get into the meat and potatoes of this uh, chill episode? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Because we want to talk. We want to dissect. A, we want to uh, forensically examine this Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Because that was a big thing that dropped j- uh, just the other day. Uh, yes, it was, and you forced me to watch it. So I there you go. did indeed. <laughs> That's right, uh, kids. Uh, peer pressure uh, is not good, and don't do it. But sometimes, when you want your friend to do a podcast like with you, you gotta do it. So <laughs> use your judgment. Um, but uh, yeah, it dropped, and I think you know everyone's been really waiting for this. It's been like the the worst kept secret uh, on Disney Plus that the a Kenobi show was coming eventually. And uh, and so I think ever since it was announced officially, everyone's been waiting to see this trailer because I think we're on the same page that Ewan McGregor is like the one thing you can point at about this, the prequels that everyone agrees is just great, is Obi-Wan mm-hmm. Kenobi and mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor's uh, portrayal uh, of him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was the shining beacon in another white dark universe. Yeah, galaxy. Yeah, no, he's enjoyable, and uh, yeah. That being said, I don't know if I necessarily needed a show with Obi Wan. Yes, I was very worried that it was just going to be me uh, hanging out. It's me, Obi Wan, hanging out in the desert. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to go. A, a spy on a uh, a kid for like eight hours a day, and then back to the old hut. Ah, yes, <laughs> I've got a bunch of junk in here <laughs> from the war. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff I brought on my backpack. Yeah, I mean, so there. Were, I think there was a a one off issue of the Star Wars comic that basically was like, "This is what it's like being Obi Wan." On uh, on Tatooine, and it was like there was enough story for exactly one issue of a comic. (laughs) 
So I was very much, I think, kind of in the same camp as what you're talking about, which is to say, I'm excited to see Ewan McGregor as uh, Obi-Wan again, and I'm excited to get more Star Wars, as always. Uh, not sure, like, what I need to, because I know what's going to happen. I've seen uh, the other Star Wars films, and I know that eventually Luke just gets kind of pulled into things. Um, Do you know, um, I mean, you know Kenan Thompson from uh Saturday Night Live. Sure. You know, like, sometimes when they'll do, like, talking head pieces about current news, and he'll be sitting there, you know, as one of the pundits, Mm -hmm. and he goes, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ain't nothing going to happen, though. (laughs) That's what I feel like this will be. (laughs) Right? Like, because to your point, you know what ends up happening. Mm -hmm. This is just like an episode of the coyote and the sheepdog from Warner Brothers, where they check in and craziness has to happen just for seven minutes. And then they clock out, and then everything's normal. I feel like this is what <laughs> Obi-Wan's going to be. Just some craziness, but the end result still stays the same. Yeah. Um, it's one of the reasons why I, I really don't care for prequels. Uh, because part at least they have to be partially obsessed with like leading up to something that already exists. And that always, I think, for the most part, has kind of hamstrung those stories in a way that isn't always you know conducive to a a really interesting experience uh but you know the benefit of the doubt as of always is uh is 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 given freely because i want it to be good so i'm just going to assume that it will be yeah i i would say that i feel like i've been trained to be a little more cautious of prequels yeah i mean that's not a bad that's not a bad point but what we have, though, you know, that it kind of, well, this is kind of like a, this sounds, and on one hand, there's someone, there's like the, the people who are involved in making it do give me a lot of hope that it will be very good. And on the other hand, there's this, well, I'll just go, okay, so the, 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 uh, the show is, the showrunner for the show is one, uh, I'm just gonna. I think his name is Joby Harold. It's J O B Y. Could be Hobie Harold, but I doubt it. I think it's Joby Harold, and uh, I had never heard of this guy before. Um, he is. I looked on his IMDb, and he's he wrote and produced King Arthur: colon, Legend of the Sword. And was the executive producer on Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, which I think is not out yet, and yeah. also executive producer on John Wick Three: Parabellum. So, a uh, uh, interesting choice for showrunner for the show. Yeah. So that's an X factor for me. I don't really know what to expect from him. I can't say the. King Arthur Legend of the Sword I think was very bad. <laughs> but I honestly don't don't quote me on that. I don't remember. I, I remember one of the King Arthur movies that came out recently was not great. Um 
if I'm yeah, wrong no. about that, I I don't know. I haven't seen it, so maybe it is good. But no, 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 no. Hold on, let me make sure I got the right King Arthur movie. There was a head. kind of a spate of them recently, so. Yeah, you know, well, it always happens. Like someone's like, "Well, I could do that a little better," uh, or they're just like, "That's in the public domain, right?" <laughs> yeah, no one do that. Yeah, it's the guy Richie. It's the guy Richie one, huh? Yeah, 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 with uh, mm-hmm. Charlie Hunnam mm-hmm. and uh, Jude Law mm-hmm. and, and Eric Bana. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it wasn't the. I mean, look, it's not my favorite King Arthur movie. That still will be and has will always be Excalibur. Of course. Um, How could you not? Well, I mean, there are some people who like the um, Clive Owen one. What? And I call the yeah no, there, no, is. And no I, there isn't yeah, yeah there I call are. bullshit on that. Okay. No one remembers that movie. I mean, I do for all the wrong reasons. So yeah, if I, mean, I figure I, if I remember it, okay, I guess I do too. And I mean, I skipped work. Like oh. I was working, and we went to go watch it, then came back to work because that's how dead it was. Oh wow! Okay. But I would have rather just worked those hours than <laughs> a movie and be so yeah. mad. It was, a, um, it was a bad film. Yeah, no, this is... In uh, my opinion. Oh, no, it's not good. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. No. no, I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm just saying there are people out there who like it. This one is not it, but it has that Guy Ritchie flair to it. So uh, there are some moments uh-huh. where you can be like, oh, okay, this is a thing. Is okay. it for me? No, and I think there's some magic in it too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's it uh, takes place in like a a fantasy version of the past. It's like it takes place in a you know they 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 invented a kind of an amalgam of different uh, presentations. I'm pretty sure for that one, it's not like your straight up traditional fantasy. It's Guy Ritchie, right? So it's got to have a little a little edge to it. A little, it's got to be a little modern. Love. A little, you know, lock, stock, and two smoking crossbows. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah. Might yeah, well. sure. Yeah. Anyway, it's not that great, but yeah, so I see your X Factor. Yeah, but. I see it. Every single episode is directed by Deborah Chow, which you might know from tons of great Mandalorian episodes. So. Yeah. Okay, so there's your why. Yeah, so that that gives me a lot of uh, that gives me a lot of confidence that it will be good. But then the showrunner, I don't know, I don't know. We'll and, see. And, maybe he's and, he's you know, holding his good stuff back for for this. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's just like, oh boy, Jovi, now it's our time to shine. <laughs> I can't wait, Jovi. Um, I mean. <laughs> Oh, Jovi, I gotta get it going, Jovi. They gave me the Star Wars. They gave me a movie that doesn't really, or a show that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because the end result will be the same. Jovi! Jovi! I mean, maybe this is just how we learn how Obi-Wan gets hella older looking by the time A New Hope happens. Maybe he gets like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll guess what's gonna happen in this episode or in the show later, but like, Maybe that's Jovi's job. <laughs> Maybe that's Jovi's jobby. It's, the, it's just to get us old Obi Wan. Yeah, I mean, it, it's look. He's looking. He's looking weathered. But let's let's jump into it. We're gonna go 
kind of moment by moment in this trailer. I have them all marked down here, all the big beats. And so we're going to talk about them. And I'm uh, guess what? This time I wrote down time codes. So if you're listening along at home and you want to see what we're seeing, then you can kind of fast forward to these parts and check them out. And if you want to uh, not know any of this because you want to go into it blind sure. like I wanted to <laughs> um, until I was uh, forced to watch it, Yep. Um, just skip. Like, I don't know. We'll find out. Just skip to you hear the acknowledgments. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, right, exactly. Teams... Yeah, or just, yeah, or just this is it for you. This is yeah, your off-ramp. This... Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining, uh, listening to me rant about cosmicology, us think about what a DC show will be. But more importantly, the fact that it is the day after daylight savings time and John is incredibly tired. So thank you for humoring me through all this. Uh, Boyne voyage. Those who are willing to stay on the rest of this ride, let's see how crazy we can get. Yes, time let's stamps. see. Let's just get called time stamps. And they are, you know, fairly accurate. Uh, well, better than my notes. Good Because my notes were like, ain't nothing going to happen, though. i mean you're not probably not wrong yeah i know i know i'm right anyway so the trailer opens on the tatooine desert uh yep but we're back (laughs) just when you thought you couldn't you had enough tatooine we're back but with a decidedly more uh new hope style color palette i think the original uh Mm color palette of the desert it, it feels much more kind of uh desaturated and almost 70s in the in the way it looks so that was right off the bat that was fun um at around eight seconds we see someone leading or uh someone on a uh, someone leading an eop through the streets probably of mos eisley and of course it's the eop's back so what do you think john what are the chances that we will have a fart or have the EOP shit somewhere and someone have someone step in it in this series. I'm I'm going low on this one. Yeah. I think after the sitcom ending of Bobfa, they're gonna be like they probably were like, <laughs> you know, let's take the shit or the fart right out. You know, like whatever it'll be. Let's just remove that. People are kind of like kinda of done with that, so uh so twenty percent chance that we're getting a farting Yopi. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's still pretty good. It's real. I, I yeah, know. I think I think you're probably right. It's weird because when I see an Yopi, all I think of is like it farting. Because like, not only because we get an Yopi farting and Jar Jar being like, "Oh, stinky," <laughs> then. We get him stepping in EOP droppings and saying icky, icky, poo, uh, you know, at some point later. But, like, the EOPs are really kind of, like, tied in their current, uh, you know, the, the, the current uh, times we've seen them have been kind of very closely tied to farts and poop. So, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just saying it's a, I think it's 20% is pretty safe. This seems like a fairly serious show, so... I mean it. It the the music. Do you have the music time stamp of when it kicks in? Uh, no. But I mean, this whole music montage in this trailer is like a is like a greatest hits of awesome Star Wars. 
Yeah, they're just like, hey, you know, you you've been getting the, you know, you've been getting all that stuff. You've been getting the, and everyone's like, you've all learned to love it, but now you're getting duel of the fates, baby. Yeah. And you know, I mean, look, if you're ready, if you're ready to get any person jazzed up to fight somebody, you play duel of the fates. That'll do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we're getting farting animals, but maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there needs to be a, you know, like a laugh break in here somewhere. Yep. <laughs> maybe, uh, he farts, uh, the, the OP farts on the, the line of workers or somebody we see next who are just kind of sadly shuffling through, uh, some scaffolding somewhere, I assume on Tatooine. And then we get some VO of Obi-Wan talking about how the fight is done and we lost. Who he's saying we to? I don't know. Jimmy he's Smith? Talking. Probably. <laughs> Jimmy Smith? Oh, I thought he was just talking to uh, you and I. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. over. The fight is done. We lost, guys. Sorry. Sorry, John. Sorry, Force. I, I don't have a pocket Obi-Wan. I need to really <laughs> work on that. I got a pocket of Yopi, though. <laughs> <laughs> they do that shit on command literally and figuratively yep yeah maybe maybe the jimmy schmitz um it's weird to see like obi-wan working because do you think like he retired by the time we see him in a new hope like he yeah. was doing the whole like construction he's like yeah i live yeah. in a shack in the desert who gives a shit who knows this may be obi-wan may be in this line of people or this may be connected to the scene that we see later uh, of the uh, the sort of the the Inquisitor and the townspeople. We're not quite there yet, but it could be connected, or this could be yeah. This might be Obi Wan's soup line for all we know. Oh man, that that breaks my heart. That would be real sad. Yeah. But uh, at 16 seconds, we get uh, Obi Wan again on. He now he's on the EOP. He's not leading it through town, and uh, I think this is probably. A continuation of the shot that we saw in the uh, the very first shot of the trailer, and it's just Obi Wan riding through the desert on an EOP. I don't know if he's going to his little shack or he's going to check out town. Who knows? But uh, we know what he's he's doing at some point because at 22 seconds we get Obi Wan voyeuristically checking out the Lars homestead with a canteen and binoculars. Yeah, this is dope. Uh, you figure that's what he's doing anyway, playing a little peeping Obi. Yeah, Just... and we get uh, we get Luke is back in it again. He's not just here in weird robot deep fake uh, Luke. Uh, <sighs> what if this is like a deep uh, fake <laughs> Mark Hamill? <laughs> they put Mark Hamill's face on there. On that little kid oh my right God. down there. I don't like the fact that they cast this character makes me think that we'll almost never see hear him talk. Like maybe just like a little bit, because like Obi Wan just be like, "No, I can't get close." So I'm just going to sit up here, and he'll. It looks like he's pretending he's pod racing. That's cool. How, how mad will people get if this kid does talk and doesn't sound like I guess they expect him to sound? I mean, I can't. Uh, that's why I think for this, this for this actor's safety, I think he just needs to. Like we need to see uh, Uncle Owen in town, uh, Owen Lars in town doing his thing, and then he goes back to the 
whatever whatever we see about the homestead, it's always through binoculars. Do you do you think this actor's name, whoever plays young Luke Skywalker, name should just be redacted? Yes. In the you just like, sorry, folks, you're not trolling this kid. Protect this kid, for God's sakes. Because <laughs> someone's gonna get mad. His hair doesn't go bright. Brock. Yep. It, it, I I just I just hear. This kid just getting, uh, when you were riding on that, you weren't riding it like a normal pod racer would. Uh, your legs <laughs> should have been a little further apart. Um, and did you study the mannerisms of Mark Hamill in all the movies uh, beforehand? Oh, it's man. Like, no, they put me on a box in a room covered in green screens, and I they said, pretend like you're driving a car. So that's <laughs> what I did. Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to, the way that he, people, everyone is like, oh, he's pod racing, which I get, and it's a, a fun callback to his, uh, his his dad, basically, but to me, it looks like he's, looks like he's on a speeder in Endor, you know what I mean? Maybe, uh, yeah. Well, he's, he does got, there's one moment where he does kind of have, like, one arm up, one arm down, like, you know, like, he's cruising in that little speeder, he's just like a little speeder bike, he's like, yeah, check me out, I'm so cool. Yeah, so maybe it's not a pod racer. Maybe, uh, maybe he thinks he's he's uh, at one of the swoop races. We know are are part of this, uh, or at least we're part of the extended fiction. I mean, I I mean, I would hope. I see. This is the problem with this stuff, right? Like you and I are just like cool. It's Luke playing, and that's what we'll take it as. But other people are like, what does this mean? What is it setting up? Will he get his first T twelve or whatever hopper that he can? We'll see him fly around and shoot somebody and save Obi Wan in this episode. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna bullseye Womp Rats with his T sixteen. We have yeah. to see that moment when he bullseyes a Womp Rat. Or else yeah, how need, will we know? We, we won't know. It's true. He could have been lying. Versus, I don't know. He's just a kid being a kid, making the best of a circumstance of living on a moisture farm. Oh yeah, I mean, just like you can see how fed up he, he is with it. Once we get to New Hope, so you can just imagine how. I mean, the guy he has to sit on top of a doorway and pretend <laughs> he's uh, flying around on a, a speeder mean, it's bike. A, it's an impressive amount of doorway that he has, but yes, it's still a doorway. That is a doorway and a half. I think only because the it must be a stairway leading down. Is it? Is it so quite quite so long? But uh, you know, love to see the Lars Homestead again. Uh, love to see those cool, you know what? I love all Star Wars binoculars, so I'm, bring them on. Yeah, they look like they work. Uh, well, actually, these don't. I don't know what you see out of, because they got, they got kind of like a LaForge-looking visor on the front. But. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, okay, yeah, the, the, the exteriors look pretty weird, but I do like the, uh, the interior sort of, uh, the staticky overlay. That's always fun. Uh, yeah, but, I like that. Next up, we get the uh, Lucasfilm logo, Blown Away Like Sand, a new treatment for the uh, the now gold, non-patinaed Lucasfilm logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then we go to a very different environment. Now, this is obviously not Tatooine because there's water everywhere, and we see an overhead shot of a very angular-looking ship flying to a giant black monolith in the middle of the ocean that's very... It's very uh, nouveau Sith aesthetic, you know. See Exegol, see Vader's castle from Rogue One. It's you know, the giant, the giant uh, black monolith. 
yeah, it's like they have one designer. Yeah. He's, he's really happy with that one design. Yeah, he loves like, piano key black. I like the design of this thing. I like the fact that it's out in the middle of the ocean and the ship, I... Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I no, it's, it's I forget where it's from originally. This isn't uh This isn't new? It's not new. No. Is it based on Rebels? Uh I don't want to say yeah, maybe Rebels at mm. this point. Not at the it, Rebels would have happened a few where Luke was a little like about 15. Yes. Maybe. I only ask if it's Rebels because the they both include the Inquisitors, because that's who we see next. Our our yeah. first shot of what uh, I assume is the Grand Inquisitor, based on by his the looks. And yes, that's it that, is. That's, people uh, I know are already pissed. Uh, he's looking a lot more swole than the cartoons well, at, at second forty six. Yeah, I mean, not just a little bit like more swole, but also just kind of like less bulbous of his head. He has a right? like, bit of a light bulb-shaped head going on. And this is, well, we know the, this is not the actor, because this is Rupert Friend, who okay. played uh, Agent 47 in one of those movies about Agent 47. So we know he has has a thin face. Okay, well that's good. He has a thin face, and normally, so does the Grand Inquisitor. When you see him in the cartoon shows, yes, I remember. It was very, if not for the markings on the forehead and the and like the the similar skin texture, I don't know if I would have uh, put these two together. Yeah, it, this might be his cousin. <laughs> he's the bland inquisitor he's like, hey man look at my cousin look at him go he's got the spinny lightsaber stuff like that no they won't give me a lightsaber you see yet. them I, you see them next to each other and the person's like oh yeah oh yeah i can see the resemblance uh, sure yeah you know it's yeah. around the eyes <laughs> yeah, yeah like i mean everyone says we're, we're identical twins yeah 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 i identical yeah and that's at well, second 46 if you want to check it out for yourself at home i'm gonna i'm gonna go there right now on the uh it actually starts at 40 second 45 but uh yeah <laughs> yeah he is i mean i am not sure what the choice was here uh but it's a choice it's an interesting one i now look, so personally, I honestly don't really have any problems if live action versions don't necessarily match up to animated versions, but more importantly, stylized animated versions of a character. But and this is this is this is my only but you do have representations of characters that have like these kind of physical shapes in your other movies. So like like uh, home dude from Revenge of the Sith has a head that is very similar. To oh how right, the yeah, Quith and that's so the same like, species, right? Uh, that's my take on it because they have uh, you know like similar teeth. They have you know like 
skin striations and stuff like that look similar enough. I'm like, you've done it. So K Sesso, what is this? Like, <laughs> you know, like the Cad Bane one, I get it. Cause they wanted the actor to do it and it's cheaper than like doing the CG work, I guess, of shifting the mouth down or whatever, whatever reason they chose to do that for Bob Fuck. You know, making a Duros head a little different. But this one, I'm just like, why? Because you know people are going to talk about this. Yeah, I definitely stuck out to be... Uh, <laughs> it was because I was watching with the subtitles on, and it was like, Grand Inquisitors. I was like, huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? That's not like... That's not like... Yeah, like you said. It's not his cousin. No, it's the... The Grand Inquisitor, and and his message is very clear, because uh, he, he's he's saying we get to hear from him a little bit, but there's a little bit of voiceover that says the key to hunting the Jedi, or the key to hunting Jedi is patience, which I think is a funny, it's a fun kind of uh, way to look at it, because as he, he points out later, it's just like all I have to do is wait for them to do something good, and then you, there you go, you can find them or ignite that lightsaber. Stop doing that, guys. If you're trying to hide. I mean, it is kind of a telltale sign. Yep. You're going to give yourself away. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, next up at uh, second 49, the music really picks up. And I, I I think what we're seeing is a speeder bus. uh, Like one of those ones that have the accordion in the middle that you see around San Francisco a lot. Oh, yeah. They're taking the 38 gear. Sure. <laughs> yep. Did yeah. definitely struck me as a bus, but a Star Wars bus. A star bus, if you will. Yes, a star maybe bus. Or a, or a star tours. Oh, maybe they're on, yes, the tours of Tatooine. Here are the Judd Lindley's wastes. That's it. Um, <laughs> and uh, we get a quick shot at the second 52 of the interior of the Imperial Inquisitor base. And again, there's it's piano key black. Uh, all over the place. Uh, but we do get a shot from the back of what looks to be the fifth brother. And uh, and we can see, we get a good shot of one of those spinning saber designs, which I do not like. I, I mean, it's a choice. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't, like, if you, if you out there, uh, you know, the royal you or uh, whoever is listening, if you have ever thought, oh, man, this Kylo Ren lightsaber doesn't make a lot of sense, it is, they're just like, what, are they just going to put a cross guard on it? Okay. Then you got to look at uh, the spinning lightsaber with the same level of critical uh, evaluation, right? Because, I mean, it's just like, what if I could do what General Grievous did, but not have to have robot hands mm. it's too to me they vote i mean visually it's impressive just because you know the the crazy spinning it's too modern of a take for me and not very practical it almost feels like that's what you could give that to anyone who isn't like a lightsaber wielder so that way they can just kind of turn it on and walk forward. <laughs> it's the equivalent of windmilling your fists and walking towards someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, in Rebels, they use them kind of 
you know, almost like helicopters. Oh which, man, I I hope to God they don't do that in this yeah. show. <laughs> I mean, I feel like me look. I'm giving Fartniopi twenty percent chance. I'm giving helicopter looking move forty five percent. I, I mean, feel like it's gonna yeah. happen. You're not, I mean, it's it's established. It's in canon that they spin them around and use them. <laughs> How does that work with a plasma blade? I don't it know. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like, look, we we don't watch Star Wars for science fiction. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm, this is not. This is not the 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 series to uh, get nitpicky about the like aerodynamics when they have the ships that, that look like they do. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, but that spinning saber, whatever. Um, but next up, a very grim display back on Tatooine. We see the boots of someone who has been, I guess I'm gonna assume, hanged or otherwise lift hoisted on display uh to much to the horror of the uh, gathered crowd yep yep not much to add there than other other fact that this one seems a little darker a little more more gruesome yeah it seems a little yeah it's definitely a little more uh some serious business um and we then we finally get introduced to a new character uh who looks to be an inquisitor uh i assume and they seem like they're addressing the crowd at uh, second 57 uh and we see uh oh, our first good look at uh owen lars looking on disapprovingly kind of he looks like he might be speaking for the crowd and this is joel egerton from episode three the same actor nice yeah that was a nice touch mm-hmm you know, get him there. Um, find it a little weird that he's going to be the, you know, the voice of dissent. I yeah. would have just kind of been like, wouldn't he, wouldn't, wouldn't have Obi-Wan be like, look, I'm going to drop this kid off to you. You got to lay low. Keep your I, head down. Yeah. Do not start nothing. <laughs> yes. If you, if, if you're mad about someone picking mushrooms off your moisture evaporator, just let them keep taking the mushrooms. I wonder if it'll be like he—he'll just be maybe she's kind of looking for uh, Luke in this moment, and uh, he's—he'll be like, "I, I don't know. I've never seen a, a kid before. What does a kid look like? You're saying me, but smaller? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know. We'll have to wait and find out. Um, but that's when we get the rest of the Grand Inquisitors. Uh, the the key that he was telling us about to hunting uh jedi because their compassion leaves a trail because they're doing good deeds all over the galaxy and and you can do like let's look for the people who are smiling jedi's been here eh, eh. like i mean you know the prequels would uh, dictate that that was a lie yeah but, sure whatever <laughs> Yeah, their compassion is uh, suspect, perhaps, but maybe compared to an Inquisitor, it's uh, it, it is quite virtuous. Um, and uh, next up, at a minute in, we get the same Inquisitor on the roof of some city. Uh, we got neon lights everywhere, and I'm wondering, John, could this be the first incidence on you know in live action of Nar Shaddaa, the vertical city? 
I hope not. Yeah, because we're just going back to the same well. Every damn time, man. Like, but that would be Narshida. I don't think is has it shown up on the. It may have been on Clone Wars. No, I don't remember. Mm, Maybe not. I'm trying to remember. I I'm don't look it up. think so, but my memory is uh, not what it used to be. Not what it used to be. Not <laughs> what it used to be. My memory is not what it used to be, and I don't really care. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, let's see. Wikipedia, tell me what I need to know. Uh, uh, was it a book? Cool. It was in a comic book. It was uh, mentioned in Fallen Order. Um, and, uh, yeah. It looks to be this might be the very first in canon. I mean, if it is that. <laughs> I mean, it might not be. I mean, I think I was just more happy to not be on Tatooine. So sure, I'll yeah. take whatever it. this not Tatooine place is. I think the scene kind of later in this trailer makes me think it gives off a more of a Narshada vibe than this one. Um, but it's clear that she is uh, she's kind of like uh, surveying things, looking around, looking for something in the city. And then we cut over back to Tatooine, I imagine, and we see the the rear of that same angular ship that is just like. SR-71 Blackbird and combined with a stealth bomber type look to it uh, landing what looks like in the middle of the street, not in a spaceport. Yeah, that's what it appeared to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, who, mm. can, who can be sure? Uh, and that's at the minute uh, 102. And then at minute 104, we get a shot of uh, an Imperial officer just walking through what looks like Joshua Tree. So that's cool. <laughs> Joshua Tree yeah. confirmed in the Star Wars universe. Well, it's versus like fucking L.A. Hills and yeah. Mandalorian. So I'll take Joshua Tree. Why not? Yep. It's out there near the Vasquez Rocks, probably. Uh, but uh, so that's fun. And um, we get a great Obi-Wan shot at 106. He's walking through the city, sort of stroking his mustache, looking very, very conspicuous in that he looks exactly like the Jedi looked pretty much all the time in the prequels. So I don't know how well you're blended in there, but people are definitely hunting for him. And uh looks like we get a shot of a stormtrooper interrogating a droid. I mean, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, though. That droid was pretty big, so I don't know if I'd want to talk lip to that guy. Yeah, does even did, as a stormtrooper. At the end of that scene, is the stormtrooper? Does he have like a hammer? <laughs> does it pan? Does it pan down to the stormtrooper? He's got a hammer. He's gonna beat that droid to death. How dark no, is I this just, show? It. I mean, this will get pretty dark. Yep. Um. <laughs> No, I think it I think it was just like the butt of the gun. It was actually hard for me to tell because I noticed most of the YouTube rips or like aren't twenty one by nine. They're like sixteen by something. Hmm. So even watching it on my like my widescreen monitor here 
it didn't fill up the whole screen, so I had to like zoom things in, so I had to blow out some details uh, when I was watching it. So I thought it was just his gun in his hands. I don't think it was a hammer, but if it was a hammer, <laughs> that's pretty. That, that's pretty good. I'm looking at it right now, and it, oh man, it does look like it's a hammer. Hey, I mean, I'll take it. If it is a hammer, I'll take it. Although, you know what? Now that I'm looking at it, I think the hammer is not in the stormtrooper's hand. I think it's in the droid's hand. Oh, well, that makes more sense. Yeah, we might see a droid just go hog wild on a stormtrooper uh, with a hammer. (laughs) He might go old boy on a stormtrooper in this one. I'm for it. Just misery the shit out of that. Oh, yeah. Just hobble the the stormtrooper. Because it does seem like the way they've set up the shot, they have Obi-Wan is walking through this, you know, neon lit area and he's very, uh, he's got his hood up and he looks over and it looks like the droid looks over at him like he got the signal. <laughs> yeah, you, you, Obi-Wan's, you like, <laughs> Obi-Wan's like, when you see me nod, just go hog wild on that stormtrooper with a hammer. I'm going to go, I don't know if it's a droid. You think it's, like, someone in a droid suit? No, I think it's, like, some dude in, like, some sort of, like, alien battle suit or something like that. Okay. I because, mean, yeah, it I, looks I, like I, a droid. I'm, well, part of it, but then I'm looking at them thighs, and thighs look pretty thick. Um, yeah, I mean. But it does look like it's a hammer. Yeah, I think the droid has a hammer. <laughs> if it is a droid, the hammer is just gonna going to go on a... Hammer murder spree. Yep, that's gonna man. That's getting darker and darker. And uh, over this, we see, uh, we hear uh, Rupert Friends, Grand Inquisitor. He cannot help it. Talking about how the uh, the Jedi can't help but be compassionate and leave that evil, that easy to track compassion trail. And uh, we literally jump to the next scene because we see the the same Inquisitor we've been following around i think jump over a chasm on those same rooftops from before yeah that's neat and we get uh up at uh one minute 12 seconds we get the spinny blade in action it comes out it's starting i mean it does look very scary here right i mean it would scare the shit out of me i just don't like it but it would scare the shit out of me. Do I would think... rather. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I was like, I just rather it be like a shock room from Xena. You know what I mean? Like, sure. like just a light brim or something instead. Ooh, that, that like, and cool. they just throw it. That seems scarier than like this over-engineered <laughs> lightsaber. But you know, I mean, it would scare the shit out of me, especially if I didn't have anything I could do against it. So i can't tell exactly the 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 shot is cropped kind of above the uh you know it's kind of shoulder and above or or i should say chest and above and uh it kind of seems like either the grand inquisitor is walking towards the person in the foreground or he's slipped his other hand through the center of the, yeah, he's of pulling the him forward yep He's holding it with one hand, with the other hand, he's whoop, he's pulling him towards the lightsaber. I can only I mean, say that because he kind of is, he, he, his body language is looks like he's very awkward, which I imagine it would be incredibly awkward to operate one of these things. The centrifugal force alone would cause it to like go all over the place, I think. 
Yeah, no. I mean, this thing isn't practical. Fortunately, there's a handle in the center, uh, which is probably stopping him. Though I do like the idea that he's just reaching with his other hand. Yep. And just like, come here, come here, come here real quick. Because the other guy, it doesn't look like the Grand Inquisitor is walking forward. It looks like the other guy is walking towards the lightsaber, which also doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I, I do hope he's just... <laughs> He's just getting... sneakily grabbed out and grab the guy by his belt loops and is pulling him closer. I mean, you know, he does have access to the force. The, yeah, maybe he's just maybe, force pulling know. him. Or maybe he has, like, mind, he's mind-tricking uh, him to just walk into the Indiana Jones yourself. I mean, um, but, like, on the street? Are yeah. Just... Well, I mean, the stormtroopers are standing around, so they'll put down any uh, any objections, right? Oh no! I don't think anyone's fighting back. Like, look, I see this dude do the, I see this guy do this on Powell Street. I'm not going away. Hey, man, <laughs> cut it out! <laughs> I'm walking into the Forever Twenty One and avoiding this altogether. So, like, I don't get it. But I'm just like, if I guess if you're force pulling, or you're like, I'm literally going to chop you up like uh, deli meat here. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know how that actually works because it's not like the blade. The blade is in the center of the ring, and the ring is l- whatever. I don't know how this thing works. <laughs> I, don't I, don't like I don't like it. I don't like it. And the Grand Inquisitor is demanding to know where is he from the uh, the mysterious figure who is being somehow compelled into Indiana Jonesing themselves on that uh, that spinning lightsaber. But we'll just have to figure out or wait for it to come out to really figure out what's happening. Um, and then we see, this is the shot I was talking about before that really makes me think this might be Narshada, because we see a squad of stormtroopers at minute 116 being led, or actually, sorry, it's a little before 116, I guess it would be 115, uh, we see the fifth brother leading a squad of stormtroopers through a neon-soaked, uh, causeway of some type looking very cool and crisp i love the way the colors look in the scene uh and uh yeah nice to see they are giving they're kind of honoring the green skin of the fifth brother here yeah and he's got his cool hat yep his little kind of almost colonial tricorner hat type business is going on yeah i mean it's a cool shot yeah and you can see uh from this one doesn't it feel like narshda i mean sure i guess anything with lots of neon arabish all around could yeah. be narshda true i mean this could be anywhere town until we find out this yeah, good, to good me point. it's you know like i don't know narshda to me is always like what i imagined from uh the west end games when they would talk about it mm-hmm. so my my mind's picture is always a little different and i guess partially influenced by what they showed in uh, the old republic yeah um, mine's from and, uh dark forces to jedi knight yeah that's another one right like i mean definitely high rises and stuff it's funny how claustrophobic this scene feels the shot feels <laughs> it definitely does feel like a set a little bit well it's just because like the you know like the matte painting, you know, or like the CG that they have, like wrapping around creating the city, the focal point, 
like I'm focusing on the back because of how they have the fifth brother and these stormtroopers are walking. Yep. I'm literally looking right at the center of the screen and it just feels like it just kind of stops right there. Yeah. It versus does. having uh like like a further along passage like anything deep in the recesses. So it looks like it might the the street might curve upward like they're on a giant ring. Lord, I hope they don't keep going back to this uh, ring Halo. stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, but one was cool. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Maybe this is the truly, we're just seeing Narshan out of the vertical city at long last, and it's very vertical. Maybe that's what we're actually seeing, even though it wouldn't really make sense from that other shot when everyone's on the roof, and you're like, is that how it works? I guess it could. It could be like all the same level on the roof, and then everything is goes down. They're just like I mean, or we were valleys. just looking through the parts where you don't see the ring. Yeah, like, might be straight might through be. the center. Um, I'm just again happy that at least some of this is not on Tatooine. Yeah, it looks so, like we're gonna get at least a little bit of galaxy hopping adventure, which definitely has me a little more excited about the show. Yeah, I just need a break. <laughs> I like Tatooine was cool when we revisited. it. You know, Mandalorian. Oh, nice! But then we kept going back, and it's like, okay, okay. And I'm then good. when you see it, well, yeah. Not only like I'm good, but then you see it in Book of Boba Fett. You see like how expansive some of these cities are. You kind of go like, I don't know. This place seems like it has it going on right now. It didn't look like the little, you know, town that I saw in A New Hope and stuff. It looks like they branched out. Yeah, I thought I this was a backwater. It seems like it is a bustling hub. Yeah, I heard outer rim. Outer rim. Yeah. This one is just it looks like a, you know, looks pretty good. So I'm like, eh, get me away from that, or at least give me a color palette that breaks that up a little bit more. So it's nice to see that, you know, this isn't six episodes of Obi-Wan stopping various people from going to the Lars like homestead yep. you know just like someone's like trying to go sell them new insurance and he's just like killing them and leaving their bodies in the desert or yep. something like that like, he's like you want to walk into the desert without any pants on yeah just, you'll find a four-armed beast out there yep. go go due west there's a hairy housing out there that's gonna get you good yeah, you've never seen him before, and you'll never see him again. <laughs> yep. he He's a real one-and-done type monster. Yeah, but you are toast if you counter him. Yeah, I hope so. Up next, uh, we've got a quick shot of escape pods from the looks of them, mm -hmm. from the looks of those thruster clusters. Uh, and then uh, the new Inquisitor stops someone from parkouring. Apparently, she is a anti parkour, and someone's like doing a little a little knee slide, and she's like, "Nope." How would you like to knee yeah. slide right into this lightsaber limbo stick? Very dangerous, right? Like oh, yeah. this is very very haphazard with this whole uh, lightsaber thing. She doesn't care. Maybe that's I mean, the person we she... saw hanging from. <laughs> later like, yeah well, that's fair though no parkouring uh, the punishment is severe yeah that's fair um uh then we get a shot of uh, what looks like the inquisitor that we this unknown character this new character uh examining like a rusty wall where somebody's been carving in 
some symbols or language of some sort. Including the symbol of the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. And so. ooh, it's like maybe it's like an underground thing, and look who is in the alleyway with her. It's a figure holding a blaster. Maybe it's Obi-Wan. Well, I mean, the next shot goes to a rooftop with Obi-Wan with a gun. Yep. So probably. Probably is Obi-Wan. <laughs> yep. He yes, must probably. detest using it, but, uh, you know, he can't use that. He can't bust that lightsaber out. It's like He's a, like, I'm going to... Sh- I'll show you like I showed General Grievous. There are so many different ways I could have killed him, but I shot him in the heart. Yep. Literally. <laughs> He's like, uh, I find these to be uncivilized, especially from when I get my hands on one. I can't stop murdering. I <laughs> <laughs> <My> murder. <laughs> I murder have rape. blaster lust. That's why I can't use it. You saw what happened <laughs> when uh, Grievous finally, we were fighting on that thing, and I just... Shot him in the heart once, and then the blood, the lust just came over me, and I blacked out. And then when I woke up, I had shot him 50 times. <laughs> Melted yeah. his heart into goo. And I stole his ship, too. <laughs> I took his ship <laughs> and I stole his car. Uh, yep, uh, yeah, he, that's right. Up next, uh, he, he so he's hiding behind that, uh, uh, what I'm going to call a Star Wars AC vent. And mm-hmm. people are, they've got them surrounded, it looks like. And then a bunch of birds fly out, and yep. that's some kind of significance there. Well, as someone who is well-versed in the movies of John Woo. Oh, those are space doves? Like this, these are space doves, <laughs> Okay, yeah. Star Wars doves. And yeah, so he's about to do you... some, like, badass uh, John Wick. He's basically going to be Obi John Wick Kobe. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get another gun, and then he's just going to like slide down the space banister while shooting people and i guarantee that the shot's going to slow down by 50 percent, so the doves are going to go okay okay that would make more sense (laughs) i mean if you slow them down during the trailer you'll get the effects but yeah these are uh space john woo doves (laughs) calling it yeah no okay that makes sense uh now, were you tracking like the text cards in this in this trailer at all? I wasn't really paying attention to them, but then when um, I watched it again, I was like, it, th- "Does this make sense, or is this just a jumble of words?" No, like they they snap into place. It's just like, well, like, uh, hold on. The phrase is "between darkness and defeat, hope survives." Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> that just seems kind of like a word salad. Well, I mean, you know, they're like just saying, look, Obi-Wan's out there. And you know the kid's going to be all right, but we got to make it seem like there's some crazy shit going on. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, but yeah. what if they... Oh, no, what if they get Luke? <laughs> just fucking around. Obviously, yeah, they no. won't. You've seen yeah. the movie. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it just been better if... Luke did join the Academy, then Darth Vader just found out, and then just Luke Skywalker didn't know it, but it was just nepotism that just got him moved all the way up through the ranks real quick. Because yeah. Darth Vader's like, oh, that's my boy. <laughs> oh, I can't say that out loud. I mean, oh. we're listening. Oh, that's, that's my boy in the non-child relations and you're yeah, so all, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> just, 
You're all my boys. Uh, gotta yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. So Hope survives, and then we get a shot of uh, a very rugged-looking Obi-Wan. Uh, the years of Tatooine have, have obviously started to catch up to him. Uh, he just kind of looks confused and concerned. It's a weird... It's a weird image to end on after saying hope survives, because that's not a very hopeful-looking Obi-Wan. I'm wondering if he's going to be this level of confused and depressed this entire mm-hmm. this entire uh, show. But we do get a very cute title treatment. Obi-Wan Kenobi and the eye is a lightsaber. Oh, how cute. And? Yep. We get a very... We get some uh, Vader in the background. Now... John, we know Hayden Christensen's back. He's back for Vader. Well, I didn't. Uh, now, so <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but here's my concern, John. Mm. Uh, you know who is not on this cast list? James Probably Earl Jones. James Earl Jones? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. You, like, you think he could still come in for the... They're not... Here's my concern, John. Are they going to... Are they going to robot... Are they going to deep fake Luke... James Earl Jones in this one? No, because unlike Luke, where, you know, it's kind of like you have a vision of what he looks like and the actor's still around. So, you know, like you have an idea what his voice is, but they don't match up to the age they want to play, hence deep fake Luke. Vader's always been a voice. And the thing is that they've they bring in James Earl Jones for big Vader things. They brought him in for Rogue One. They brought him into Rebels. So I expect that we'll get James Earl Jones here. They're just probably trying to keep as much of it as secret as possible. So Hayden Christensen's out there. You might see him as Vader, but maybe they're trying to say, like, you don't really hear him talk. Um <laughs> I bet here's here is my wild ass prediction for this. I I, I have seen nothing that confirms this, so this is a hundred percent just my feeling. But okay, I think we're gonna get a lot of helmetless Vader, more than we want. Uh, God, I hope not. Because I think I because Hayden Christensen is involved, I feel like we he we're gonna get a lot of Vader in his chamber with his helmet off doing whatever he does in that, that cool ball that, that you saw in a uh, empire strikes back. Huff ibuprofen. Yep. <laughs> he's got Can the main mask on. Yeah. He's like, yes. <laughs> oh, I need this so bad. He cut two of my legs. And my, arm off. <laughs> I, my balls got burnt. And I built a castle overlooking where I lost my balls. <laughs> I just looked down and that's where see? That's where I lost my balls. You got what you wanna you take a picture down there? Look how discolored that rock formation was when I was screaming, I hate you. He couldn't even pull me up a little bit. I got the point. <laughs> he just let me con- It was really fucked up. Sure, He's- I just ki- I have the blood of these these Jedi children on my hands, but I mean, come on. He's supposed to be the good guy. The worst part is he stole my lightsaber just to go <laughs> off. I bet you he pawned it after he pawned Grievous' ship. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real klepto, that Obi-Wan. He steals everything. 
yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I think we I, we get like one shot with Vader with his helmet on, and it's James Earl Jones, and he goes, oh, "Leave me," and then <laughs> the rest is just. Wait, wait, wait! It's gonna be. Where like, is o- mm-hmm. is Obi Wan out there? Oh, oh no. my god! If that's what happens when he takes his helmet off, that'd be terrible. My like, my children like, are out there somewhere. Uh, uh, find Obi Wan. I know he's out there. I hate Obi Wan. <laughs> oh my god! That sounds dreadful. I think I think it's a blend of flashback and Darth Vader. It's gotta be. It's gotta I'm, be. I, I mean, that's what I'm open for. Because holy smokes, I, I, I can't, I didn't even deal with that. The thought of it just being helmetless Vader all the time. Like, I just, like, after Boba Fett oh, and getting oh, just, like, man. nonstop helmetless Boba Fett, now I'm, like, now I'm expecting it. Now I'm expecting helmetless. Oh, Lord. And then, just... and we see, like, big face Rupert Fred. We see. Oh, no. wide as a back truck grand inquisitor and i'm no. like i don't know that got my no. my baddie sense is tingling on this one too. no <laughs> lord bit. no no please no i'm gonna look like obi-wan did at the end of this trailer watching <laughs> it if that happens <laughs> just all distraught uh i mean my prediction ain't nothing gonna happen though <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so I'll I'll have to tell you though if if they give us like if you're predicting you know the the it's a combination of flashbacks and maybe a little bit of Helmetless Vader, uh, then I I have to say I will freak out if they show us like Clone Wars cartoon accurate Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. That would be super cool. It would be weird, <laughs> but super cool. I would love to see that. Half Jedi robe, half uh, armor look. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I would hope because that's what you'd want to do. Because there's honestly no no offense to Aiden Christensen, but there's really no reason to like have him in the yeah. armor. <laughs> exactly. Like, like he didn't he, do it in Rogue One, uh, so no. Like you know, they put him in the armor in Revenge of the Sith. And they had to feed him a couple of sandwiches to make him fill in that armor a little bit more. He had a, and all he did was cross his arms, and you know, like, and that was a big deal. They don't need to do that with this if it's just James Earl Jones. I imagine like some sort of blend of maybe some flashbacks that kind of tie into maybe some more of the deeper secrets of like the, the, the inquisitors in some way or something i don't know like we get even more even more d- secrets and notes from that era of uh of star wars the well-trodden era of uh star wars that we were just wringing every last fictional drop out of uh before this uh before the the prequel kids who are now the money spending prequel adults uh, suddenly drifted to the irrelevancy of post 45 that's pretty much it like i mean i don't know i don't know i i don't know like (laughs) this look like you started at the beginning ian mcgregor to me is obi-wan he does a great job 
love to see more of him in anything. I mean, I was literally, I mean, I'm just talking to Ian McGregor now. I was just watching the Birds of Prey movie mm-hmm. and was having a fun time with that. This movie, or I keep calling it a movie because it'll probably feel that way, but this TV show strikes me exactly like uh, Rogue One or Solo. Right. Whereas, nice like, to have, don't need it. Yep. It's definitely like it. It has that. It has that feeling to me too. And, but you know, I'm fully willing to, to. Uh, I'm willing to see it as something that is also like essential and and revolutionary. If that's how it turns out, I don't know if it will. I have my doubts. Who knows? But yeah, exactly, me, who knows? Me too. I am. I I am happy though that the release date that they're doing it on is literally forty five years ago from when we first met Obi Wan. Yeah, that's I think super that cool. Was, that's really cool thinking. Instead of doing the whole May the Fourth thing and trying to get in on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Have it launch on a new hope. That 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 attention to detail, I appreciate. Obviously, I'll watch it, but that ain't gonna happen though. <laughs> well, I well said. I think uh, as a final note for our uh, dissection of the Obi Wan trailer, and I hope that everyone out there enjoyed it. But as a final note, Eternal Snack Camille Nanjiani is in this one every single episode. If IMDb is a uh, is, is is accurate and uh thanks thanks for spoiling more shit <laughs> it's well here's the thing is that his role is a mystery it has not been announced i, I wouldn't have known he was in it until you mentioned it so uh, <laughs> damn man see this is why i don't do these things this is why i just want to go in that's blind not a and spoiler I take... that camille john yes, gianni is. is in it yes it is because now i'm gonna be like is he one of the inquisitors is he the robot with the hammer and the hobbling problem yeah baby. is he the parkour dude was this buff nagiani was this pre-eternal nagiani i mean it's definitely buff nagiani na- you know like so is this jedi nagiani like there's so many questions that'll be going through my head now that i'm gonna have to drink some more mango mules to forget them <laughs> Well, I just want to call out uh, call out that that's awesome. Uh, great to see uh, somebody who likes these properties, uh, who has been very public of their like of these different uh, universes and properties being in all of them. I say, give Camille and Johnny more roles. That's fair. But uh, excited to see it. Excited to see what happens. But there are some. Yeah, we don't know. We'll we'll have to. I think you know a lesson learned from Book of Boba Fett. I'm gonna be much. I'm gonna be coming into this one much more cautiously. And uh, but I, I'm definitely hoping for the best. Maybe he delivers Obi Wan a rancor. It, maybe, yeah, maybe. He's like, hey, check it out. This is a rancor you can ride in a wreck of town. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's got lightsabers for claws. Maybe, uh, maybe at some point Boba Fett will show up because uh, he'll be. I think during this time. Um, He'll be uh, still hating Obi Wan. <laughs> He'll be I mean, in his prime, pretty much. I mean, Mace, right? That's who he'd really hate. Uh, that's true. Now, do we think Mace shows up in this in the, in the show? <sighs> Maybe Mace is the robot. The <laughs> is that the Emperor? No, no. I'm Mace. here to hobble this motherfucker. Mace, no Mace bot. Mace bot, I like it. 
He threw me from a. I flew out of a window for some reason. <laughs> once I get, once I get my hands on that Vader, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash his feet so bad. He gonna, what? He's got robot feet. Damn it! Damn, damn. it! Damn it! That, yeah, that's why he's going after Obi Wan with that hammer. That's why he sees Obi Wan. He's like, oh, shit. that's the guy who cut off the guy's feet, and I wanted to smash. Get him. Oh my god. Uh so I hope everyone out there enjoyed our breakdown of everything. Our our emotional breakdown. Uh, live on tape. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Um and uh we'll be coming at you uh, next weekend with a brand new episode, but before then, you know what happens at the end of every episode. It's time for acknowledgments. And of course, up first is Burton M6 for our incredible theme song. Thank you so much for our incredible theme song. And also, all the other incredible variants on the theme song that we have out there. What other podcast do you know of uh, that does that kind of stuff? Uh, mm, hold on. Mm, what's that? Oh, all of them? Okay. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> but not like this, though. Not like, not like this. But not. But it's not, you know, exactly. Not to this, well, this level of, uh, of polish and, one, and wonderfulness. And do you know why we shout out Faramonch? Uh, why don't this, you this, this tell is, everyone this, at home? This is just deep cut real quick. I know you're cutting in acknowledgments, but this is how well-versed Please do. Uh, Burton M6 was. It's because Faramonch is an action figure guy. He buys action figures. He does figure photography. He does all that stuff. So outside of also being a fantastic rapper, he also... Help me realize that I can keep my office the way I want because toys are cool. That's so awesome. That's partly my shout out. Not only for subversive rap lyrics, but the fact that he also helps maintain the pop culture uh, zeitgeist with collecting figures and stuff. He even did a thing on a, a, a announcement for, I think, some Marvel figures wow. uh, a couple months ago. So That's incredible. There you go. Uh, I thought it was just for the rap, but uh, that is a very sweet personal connection. And uh, what a great intersection uh, the, that kind of like represents our interests on the uh, the podcast. So uh, what a fun little uh, Easter egg now that you know the listening public who have uh, who have are surely still listening to this uh, to the acknowledgments portion of the podcast. Uh, and if you didn't listen this far, then you're not in the cool uh, Easter egg club. And you probably should have stayed through the credits for these Easter eggs. Eh? You do it for Marvel movies. Why don't you do it for us? It's <laughs> equivalent, right? Um, uh, and as always, uh, if you want to support the ongoing production of this podcast, you can do that by uh, numerous different ways. Number one, you can tell a friend about the podcast, get them addicted to this fun pop culture com uh, content that's coming every week. Or you can also join us on social media uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, at the Pop Saga. You can send us suggestions via email, thepopsaga at gmail.com is the address that you would use for that. And you can also join us on the Discord. Uh, that's right. We're on there all the time, and we will respond to you, and we can talk about fun pop culture stuff all day long if you want. We were just talking about the Batman in the Discord uh, a little while ago, 
Um, and so that could be you. That could be you doing that too, and uh, instead of uh, not doing it. So there you go. That's there's the, those are your options. Um, and uh, of course, you can go to our merch store. That's also in the Pico link. All these things are in the Pico link, including. Uh, 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 well, I should say all these things are in the Pico link, and Bird M6 is uh, linked to his fire page also in the show notes. But enough of the acknowledgments. It's time to end the show. So, uh, as we like to say at the end of every show, we hope that wherever you are, however you choose to listen to us, that you are feeling happy and that you are feeling healthy. Healthy? Healthy. Healthy. Yeah, that too. Yep, and healthy. Healthy and healthy. And we'll see you next week. Remember, folks, Duel of Fates is dope, though. But ain't nothing going to happen, though. <laughs> oh, I fucked that one up. Oh, damn you, Daylight Savings Time. <laughs> damn you. <laughs> November cannot come soon enough. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty live. Shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.